They said it was forbidden. They said it was dangerous. They were right. Introducing the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual. Dive into the arcane, into the hidden corners of the occult. This isn't just a comic. It's a hidden tome of supernatural power. All original artwork illustrating the groundbreaking research of Juan Ayala, one of the only living homunculologists of our time. Learn how to summon your own homunculus, an enigma wrapped in the fabric of reality itself, their power at your fingertips, their existence, your secret. Explore the mysteries of the Aristotelian, the spiritual, the Paracelsian, the Crowleyan homunculus, ancient knowledge lost to time, now unearthed in this forbidden tale. This comic book holds truths not meant for the light of day, knowledge that was buried, feared, and shunned. Are you ready to uncover the hidden, the paranoid American homunculus owner's manual, not for the faint of heart, available now from Paranoid American. Get your copy at tjojp.com or paranoidamerican.com today. episode of the 101 podcast i'm your host as always Juan, make sure to follow me on social media at the 101 podcast everywhere patreon.com slash the 101 podcast rockfin.com slash the 101 podcast youtube tiktok twitter everywhere you know where to find me and today we have kemi ellis with us how you doing kemi i'm good how are you doing all right can you share with the listeners where they can find your work absolutely you can find me on tiktok it's kemi's haunted adventures and I'm also on Facebook and Kimmy Ellis on Facebook. Awesome. And I'll post that in the description as well. So I got connected to you from a mutual friend and he said that I needed to have you on. I heard you on some other shows as well. And you have some interesting, I think you're the, I want to say second paranormal investigator that I've had on or third, maybe third. I'm not sure. I, I know I've had Chaz of the dead who is an actual paranormal investigator and he, he actually put me on to this place that is supposedly legit for selling paranormal stuff. So like cameras and lights here in St. Cloud in my town, it's like 10 minutes from me. I had no idea this existed. He's like, Oh yeah, you live over by, I forgot the name. It's like paranormal stop or something like that. I'm like, what? I've never heard about that. So he put me onto that because I'm not real big into the paranormal. I'm more into the, occult aspect of it but we can't deny the fact that there are 
things outside the fabric of reality that interact with our world. We have shows that like Stranger Things. I'm almost done with season four. And where they're interacting with this realm through an up, through the upside down world. We know that there are demons. We know that there are angels. We know that there are a lot of different things. So can you tell us a little bit about you and how what got you into this whole paranormal investigation? Absolutely. Um, ever since I was a small child, I've had paranormal experiences from seeing apparitions to just having odd occurrences happen. Um, and growing up, I kind of felt almost like an outsider because a lot of the people around me they didn't believe in the paranormal and I got connected with several other people as I got older that really found the paranormal fascinating and started investigating with a group of people and branched out from there and I've been investigating and researching for several years now in the paranormal what is your I guess <laughs> your yeah what's the craziest story you have what's something that is just okay, so yes. far out there. So I investigated a house here in um, Alabama. It was a residential location. Lady had had us come out and one night was there and I was documenting some evidence and we had actually taken a break. I want to say it was around midnight and I was walking through the four-year area of the house was by myself. And all of a sudden, I heard a growling, like, alligator reptilian noise coming from behind me. And from behind me was the staircase. And so I turn around, and as I turn around, I see this solid hooded figure coming down the staircase. And it felt like the air was sucked out of the room. There was pressure on my chest. I couldn't talk. I couldn't scream. The only thing that I could do was get out of that room. And so there was a door to my right. And so I exited the room. And as soon as I got out of that room, I could scream and, and yell for somebody to come in there. And some of the people that were there with me, they're like, hey, what is wrong? You know, you, you don't act like this. What's going on? And I'm like, there was this hooded figure on the staircase. And they're like, what? I'm like, yeah. So we took our equipment. We set up. And... <laughs> We, um, or I set a bottle of holy water on the staircase and I said, whoever just tried to scare me, I have a bottle of water here for you. Can you come knock it over? Well, we had a spirit box on whenever I did this and something came over the spirit box and it said, you bitch. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, so shortly after that, we packed up and left, um, cause we kind of felt it was negative. So, yeah, um, no shit. That, so after, but, uh, about a week later, we actually went back to that residence and we took some pictures outside and one of the pictures behind me in the window, you can see an outline of a hooded figure. So and you um, have that picture. That yes, I do. That's really, really weird. Don't you get scared? I mean, I'm, I was raised Pentecostal Christian and you know, with the whole demonic entities, we know that there are lower vibrational entities, et cetera, et cetera. Aren't you afraid that something will attach itself to you while you're there? Because that's, I, that's the scariest part. That's why I don't go to Skinwalker Ranch. So I believe uh, my faith in Jesus really gets me through a lot. And I believe that there's power in the name of Jesus. Um, so that alone gets me through a lot. 
Now, sometimes I do get unnerved and it, it does get a little unsettling just because it, it catches you off guard and you're like, what, what just happened? You know, um, I also um, work with a organization called the Dominion Ministry and we go out and do residential cases. It's a group of investigators, uh, demonologists, parapsychologists, sev mediums, several other um, people that's in the paranormal all over the world. And so we have this organization where we can reach out to each other and kind of get stuff off different cases and things like that. So if we ever need help, we have that group of people and those contacts that we can use. What, what was going on in that house? What was the deal with that house, that, that place? So I believe that it was something negative. Um, there was a, someone there that believed that it was children and whatever was appearing was appearing to the homeowner as a child it was a female child and a male child but i i don't believe that it was children I, I do believe it was something more sinister did they ever figure it out she actually sold the house after that <laughs> do you do you disclose this sort of thing when you go to sell a house how does that work and you go hey you so, might have uh, some demonic entity here by the way to be honest i don't know or would that attach itself uh, to the person that owns the house? Because I mean, how you know, you know, I, I do believe there are, there are residual hauntings. There are because energy can't cannot be destroyed; it can only be transformed. So I do believe that there are shit portals too. I mean, I think that there are portals in some areas of the wor the the world, the twelve vile vortices, like the Bermuda Triangle, which is one of the twelve. There are places like that all over the world. And I think that the that's where the veil is thinner, if you will. There is a veil. And I think that's where these different paranormal aspects is. The paranormal, you can, you can clump aliens in there too. I think you can clump in even reptilians and Bigfoot and any sort of cryptid, really. I think you can clump in there. And there's a reason why they put this sort of thing in, in these shows and movies for example, Stranger Things, because I've been binging on that, they show it clear as day. Like, there's a lake, there's a portal at the bottom of it, you go through it, you go into this other... I don't think it's that straightforward, but that concept, that idea, is sort of the same. I think it's more of a spiritual thing, and it, you know how the Bible says, it's it's where the, the real battle isn't with flesh and blood, it's in the heavenly realms, you know, the dark forces. I forgot the, the exact quote, but you know what I'm saying. Mm -hmm. And I do believe that some places have portals to, uh, I, I don't know if you would call it the underworld, whatever that even is, if that even exists, but perhaps another dimension, another reality. And I was, again, back to Stranger Things, I posted my first thread on Twitter today, and I, I was talking about how these scientists are, with quantum computing, how they brag about reaching into parallel dimensions to extract information. They've said this, not, I'm, this is not a conspiracy. This is a real thing where they say that they reach into other, uh, they said that it's like a shadow, <laughs> coincidentally, a shadow world that overlaps with ours. And the way that they do it is that they reach into this other parallel dimension, they pull out the information and they use it in this real world. Whatever that means. That sounds like to me, like some, some magic because science was birthed by magic. If we, if we go back in time, uh, mathematics, magic, alchemy, chemistry, how all these things that were had different names and different understandings, but I think it's all the same thing. And quantum physics to me is magic because you can't, there's no way you can explain it. It's like, oh, well, no, absolutely. 
it's like that particle on the other side of the universe can interact with the other one over there on the other side of the universe. It's like, wait, what are you saying? So I think that these hauntings, but then it's weird because you felt the negative energy when you were there. You felt like it was a menacing, like it was, it wanted to, you know how you said it took the air out of the room. That's what gets me. It's, are these the archons or these, like, what could this possibly be? And why target people, you know? Have you noticed, is it, do you get more activity when you don't have technology around? Because I've noticed that these entities, they know when technology is around. So they, they don't act out as much, if you will. They act out more when people are by themselves. Have you experienced that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I do feel that some of them will play off your emotions. And if they're intelligent, then they know what bothers you. And they can play off that. So like an it, where it turns into yes. your biggest fear. Yes. Yeah, and I don't, I don't fuck with any of that. I don't, I don't mess with, with the Ouija board. I don't mess with any of that stuff because again, I, even though, I think technology is some sort of a Ouija board. We we have divination in our lives every single day. When you log into YouTube and the recommendations that the algorithm gives you, that's the same thing. It's the same thing. Absolutely. You're letting another force dictate what you should watch. And we're like, hey, that sounds really cool. I'm going to click that video. And you watch and you're doing essentially the will of something that's unintelligible. That's not even there that, that was created. Right. So that that's really, that's what people don't understand. I do believe that the elites of this country feel that they need to be in contact with otherworldly entities and that they will get some sort of power like the Faustian pack where they make a deal with the devil. They get all these magical powers. I do the, this country was founded by a secret societies and by occultists, I guess you could call them because if you're in a secret society then that concept being in a secret society, it's like, it's like a secret society for all for sacred knowledge. What does that even mean? That, that's like a ridiculous concept, but they founded our country. I mean, that that's, th those are the facts. I ca recently came across something. I don't know if you've heard of it before, but I was looking up, I was reading like obscure conspiracy theories and I don't know if you've ever seen this. I'm going to share my screen with you. Let me know okay. if you've ever seen this medicine before. Have you ever seen this medicine before? Oh, I thought, my bad. There you go. Have you ever seen this medicine before? I have not. So it's weird, right? <laughs> it's very weird. Definitely weird with the 666 on there. <laughs> so 666 cold preparation, apparently it's been around for like a hundred years, right? And, but the creepy part about it is that it's always sold out everywhere. So Amazon sells it and allegedly pharmacies sell it, but it's always sold out, right? Family trusted for a hundred years and I never knew about it. But the story behind this is this guy... Uh, from Mont uh, Monticello Drug Company. And look, it's Jacksonville, Florida. So apparently Monticello, Florida is an actual place. Now, this is right up your alley because I found it really interesting. The Palmer House. 
So Monticello, Florida is considered to be many uh, by many to be the most haunted little town in Florida. And there is this house that was Dr. Palmer. That's the creator of that of that medicine, allegedly. And apparently he was a mortician. And the local rumors say that he would experiment on the bodies before they were buried. So he also believed bodies should be buried with their blood. So he kept the drained blood from the bodies in a bucket. What in the fuck? Once the casket was laid in the ground, his assistant would dump the bucket into the grave before it was covered up. One night during an argument, the assistant threw a bucket of blood at the doctor, leaving a stain on the wall. Through many attempts, the stain could not be removed. Finally, the wall was completely replaced. So you have this weird tale, right? But the point being that this place, this town, is super haunted because... This guy was experimenting with the dead bodies before they would bury them. Have you ever heard of this place before? I have not, but it definitely sounds like an interesting location to go to. Yeah, I think they do. I think they do tours there. And there are stories of people who stay in this town. There was a story of one of them where they. I think it was like a Tuesdays or Wednesdays. They would hang people right in front of the jail or something like that and there was a couple that was living right across the street from the jail and every tuesday or wednesday they couldn't sleep at night because they had like this sort of i don't know some energy or something that they couldn't sleep and uh, they ended up leaving because uh, one night they had something like banging on their window or something and when they called the police the police were like yeah people usually don't last more than two months at that house or something because of the paranormal activity that happens but apparently the tuesdays and wednesday was when they would hang these people across the street so those would be the days that they couldn't sleep i don't i've never been to any place that's i guess haunted i was gonna go one time i don't know if you've heard of i forgot the name of it somewhere in south florida it's called the the devil's tree or something like that anyways have. have you heard of that I think yes. I, it's, I think it's in South Florida. We did an episode on it on another show that I have, and I was gonna go there just because I thought it was. I was doing an episode on it, whatever you know. I was like, oh, I'll go to the place, but then when I found out what happened, that particular case where it was a cop, and the cop was murdering people, and he would hang mm-hmm. people. I, I think this particular area was he hung two girls, he raped them and hung them or something like that. And when I learned that, I was like. Mm. Do I really want to be around that area? Because again, I do think that things attach themselves to you when you expose yourself to these things. That's why, again, magic is and witchcraft, whatever you want to call it. That's why I think we, we have a filter, you know, we have an aura. And I think when you waste away at that, eventually you open yourself up. Have you ever ha- have you ever experienced anybody get possessed or anything in front of you? I have not. Not well, not to my knowledge anyway. Um, I've had some very strange things and people say that they've felt like they've got attachments or that something kind of took over them. But I don't know that it was possession, literal possession or anything like that. So it's not like in the in the shows where they what's that one show? Ghost Hunters, Ghost Adventures, I think. (laughs) (laughs) No, definitely. I feel TV um, definitely dramatizes a lot of things. Um, there are some things that are pretty accurate, but for the most part, um, it's definitely dramatized, like 
more dramatic than what takes place or anything that I've experienced anyway. Yeah, I had uh, Scotty Roberts on the show and he explained, he told the story about when he was stalked by a jinn. He was in Egypt and again, these vast areas, for example, the I, I believe the Everglades is the same way where when you have open areas like that, uh, like the deserts or or even jungle, I guess, you know, places where it's a lot of open land. I think things are able to manifest themselves. Again, through maybe wormholes of some sorts or portals that are out there, because I 100% believe in that. Uh, but it's very interesting that also, I don't know if it's the West or what it is, but I don't know if you've ever looked into African, I, I believe it's African, black magic, where they make those huts dance. Have you ever seen that? I don't think I've seen... I don't know that I've seen that. I don't know the name right off the top of my head, but the point being that depending in different places, they view spirituality different, right? They view right. entities differently. And this place, is a, it's a practice in, in Africa where they'll have these big festivals and they have these huts made out of hay. And they're like houses, right? They're like little houses. And they'll do things to make them spin around and give them things within under the the you know they'll lift it up and they'll have money or something like that and they say that it's spirits that are under there i it looks legit because when they flip them over i don't know if the person inside hides or what it is but there's something I, i'm gonna have to you're gonna have to i'm gonna have to look it up and show you but it looks legit and it, it, there's been videos where supposedly they they show a person inside of it but when you see the person it doesn't look like a person it looks like a, it was obviously a naked what looked like a man but it was it looked like a person but was it really a person you know what i mean like it's but right. these people are comfortable with working with these spirits or demons or whatever you want to call them and there, you know, there's kids watching and the whole town gathers along and they just watch these people do these things. You don't have that here in the fucking States. No, <laughs> definitely not. Let me look this up. I forgot the name of it, but I was, I was binge watching some of the videos one day and I found it really interesting because, you know, I talk about. I talk mostly about conspiracies and the occult because, again, it, it is a real thing. But also, we can't ignore the fact that there probably is uh, a parallel dimension on top of ours because we only see 0. .005 of the light spectrum. I mean, that's that's a oh, fact. Yeah. Absolutely. Let's you see. were talking about the, um, the tree in South Florida um, and the cop that had murdered several women. I actually investigated in Louisiana um, one of the earliest known serial killers in America. Um, his name, um, well, they called him the Axe Man because they actually never caught him. Um, the Haunted Hotel on Ursulines, I got to investigate there and that was very interesting. They fa actually found what's believed to be his axe there at the, um, the location there and that was definitely a very creepy place. Um, and I got some really good evidence too. So he killed a bunch of people with an axe or what's the story with he that? He did. He, um, so he was known um, for, he loved jazz music and he would go around and he would kill people with an axe and the townspeople, the police were trying to find him 
and he wrote a letter to the New Orleans police, and he told them, I, I can't remember what date it was, but he said, if you'll play jazz music through the city on this night, I will spare New Orleans. And they played jazz music, and um, no one got uh, apparently no one that they know of died from an axe murder that night. But there were several prior to that that um, were killed with the axe. But in this letter, he claimed to be a demon. Whoa. Really? So So it's the axe man of, what'd you say, uh, New Orleans? Yeah, the axe man. And like New Orleans is known for voodoo and black magic, right? I mean, there's... Right. They originally believed that he was possibly part of the mafia. And that, and then he wrote that letter. And so they were kind of questioning whether or not he, it was to throw them off a track of who they thought it might be. Um, and then they found the ax at that location and they've had strange occurrences happen at that location ever since, which it's also next to the, the nun convent um, where the casket girls were brought in to New Orleans as well. So that whole area on our Celine's is extremely which new orleans in general is extremely haunted but that that area is definitely intense do you know if what what's the reason behind new orleans because it feels like it's cursed right i mean with all these hurricanes that have come through they usually get flooded out is do they do they say why it's so haunted are they on like some old burial ground for indians or do you know why I think there's lots of theories, but I don't know that anybody really knows why. That's interesting. Because I've always, I mean, you, you see it all the time. You're like Haiti. Haiti's always been poor. I mean, they do a bunch of stuff there. I mean, again, that's a conspiracy. Check this out. So I don't know if you're gonna, I don't know if you're going to be able to hear the audio, but. So here, here are these huts, right? Obviously, you don't mm-hmm. see anything because, but I, I just don't know. So they put this thing spent to spin there. There's obviously nobody in there, right? That you can see. Right. But these people are prepping it. It's 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 in Africa. I'll find the actual name of the of what they're doing here in a second. But I just I binge watched this the other night a, a while ago, and I found it really fucking interesting. So this is a festival. There's music everywhere. There's people everywhere. So they close it up. There's shamans. I don't know what they're what they're doing. They're, they're smacking it around so the entity can wake up, I guess. I don't know. And there it goes. And it starts to fucking dance. It starts to spin around. And you see them put... It'll leave, like, money for them, too. They'll, they'll put something in it. And when they lift it up, there's money and stuff in the, in the bucket. But there it goes. It's fucking weird. Oh, wow. <laughs> and this is a tradition that they've done for a very long time where they will just have. Let's see here. There's a guy levitating. So I wonder af- I wonder afterwards if there is anybody that appears or if it's still there's nobody in there. Mythical African comp- compo dance. Th- these are weird too. There's like these sticks. 
So I think this is a person dressed up though, right there. But they, they say that that's an entity in there. They say that's that's a demon or something. And it's dancing. They do like these weird dances. If I saw that at night coming towards me, I'd probably run. <laughs> so that one, yeah, you that's can, definitely different. Yeah, this one you can tell it's a person, right? Mm-hmm. But the other ones you can't tell. Yeah, that other one was very strange. But there have been weird videos that you see from Africa where there are people who I know there was one where the dude I think they would again because it's black magic so they would shoot themselves in the head and stuff like that and they would live and according to what the legends were saying was that these people they were actually shooting themselves but they had made like a pact with a demon or something that wouldn't let them die but they would be doing crazy stuff and again if you want to believe it or not, I th it looks legit to me. Like, look, they're building this thing right in front of you. There's nobody in there. Yeah, I would love to see that in person just to, you know, because I, I always try to debunk whatever whatever's going on just, just so that, you know, going into it, you don't want to think, you know, definitely so it's haunted or something like that. But that, that does look legit. I think they're sacrificing a chicken there. I think they're they're killing a chicken. I think that's what that guy's doing on the ground there. On the left there, I think he's like killing a chicken or mm -hmm. something. Is that a chicken? That's wild. Yeah, there's a rooster on the ground there. Yeah. So again, look, it start. It, you saw them building it. You saw them putting it together. Yeah, and there was nobody in there. Cause I'm a skeptic, you know what I mean? Like I, I, right. there's people who say that they've seen UFOs and aliens and Bigfoot. I've never had a paranormal experience that I can think of that I know that I know of, right. That I, that I can tell you like, Oh, this happened to me. The only, the only paranormal thing that I can say has happened to me is sleep paralysis. And I've okay. had, I've had sleep paralysis, but I'll feel the sense of dread, mm -hmm. but I don't see the, the, the shadow people that people talk about. Like, Oh, I saw a shadow person, you know, crawling up to me or whatever. And, and I'll, I don't see that. I've never seen that. I've only, I, I've only one time I saw something that looked like a little gray alien, but it could have been, you know, it was for like a split second. I was watching scary movies before going to bed. It was like three in the morning. And when I had opened up my eyes in sleep paralysis, I saw this thing that looked like a, like a little, like an ET, you know, like a little ET, you know, the movie ET, it looked like that, but mm -hmm. it was like for one split second, but you know, in, in the dark, when things morph into, you know, when you leave your shirt or something on top of a chair and it morphs into Absolutely. a person, <laughs> it could, <Yes. laughs> it could have been that it could have been, it looked like something and it really wasn't, but when it comes to these sort of things, again, this is a, a people who are very comfortable with spirituality and working with entities. You don't see that in the West. You don't have people no. animating objects. And this, this idea of animating inanimate objects goes back to Egyptian times where in the Bible, it says, be weary of idols that need to be carried. Well, in some instances, we have the example of Baphomet where uh, some there was an ancient Egyptian belief that if you had the head of a prophet, it would prophesize to you. 
And we know what happened to John the Baptist and the Knights Templar allegedly had the head of John the Baptist. And there were, and that was Mahomet or Baphomet or different. There's different iterations of it. And this idea of having back then they would animate statues and they would invoke entities into these statues and they would prophesize allegedly to whoever was right because back then you have to understand just how the indigenous people they had the shamanic class they had the people who could only work in the temple uh, you know only certain people that would fast that would pray that would have certain regalia on they would have certain attire on that they would be well, i forget the, was it was at the tabernacle that they would tie the bells to their the, to their feet when they would go in because so. right i think that's the one where they would go in and, and if they died you would hear the bell stop i remember growing up and and reading about all this stuff and i was really deep into the church for a long time not that i don't believe in god i do believe in god I believe in a God. Now, is it some old man with a white beard sitting in heaven? I don't know. I don't know if he looks like Gandalf or not, but I do believe that there is a source. But whatever we're able to perceive, because I believe how the, the the Greeks, Plato and Pythagoras, they, they were emanationists where the the center is God and he emanates reality. So whatever you can perceive isn't God. I think that is a reflection of you know again it's an emanation of the the creator and again i'm not saying it's a masculine creator because you have those people too it's like well why does it have to be a man who the fuck knows if it is a man or not I was, i'm doing some research on john d and there his conversations with the angels and it's funny because in one of the one of the conversations they see they saw a lot of women a lot of the angels were women and Trithemius, which was this occult writer of back then, who was an inspiration to John Dee. They were writing grimoires and things of this of this nature. The Stenographia, which is a a text about pretty much about green language, about encrypting uh, language, and it's like a grimoire to summon demons and stuff like that. And in that, he says that no good entity will appear to you as a woman. Mind you, this was the 1500s era and they said that because women are wicked right <laughs> it's like the <laughs> wicked nature of women so when this angel shows up to john d and, and edward kelly he goes hey uh trithemius said that no good entity is going to appear in the form of a uh i don't know how to say it in, in latin but he says the latin term for a woman and the <laughs> the angel's just like listen here bitch like we're androgynous okay we don't even understand what the concept of a woman is because that's so high above our intellectual you know that's so far below our intellectual level that doesn't even matter and pretty much the angel just like breaks down how god is androgynous and genders don't exist and the different hierarchy of angels and you know these angels don't know what the ones above them know and like this crazy thing and it was like from one question he's like why are you a woman and they're like yo hold on, I'm about to school your ass on divine entities because that doesn't even, that's not even, gender is not even a thing. So yeah, I just had to throw that in there, but it's very interesting because yeah, they interacted with a lot of women and I think that they were interacting with Pleiadians, like they had, a lot of their descriptions were very, 
You know what the Ashtar Galactic Command is? No. So, so it's <laughs> <laughs> so it is the Light Council, which they believe it's a cult, and they believe that they are. I think they're from Venus or something like that, and they believe that they're outside. They govern, and there's a they they govern the universe. And they're the guardians of the galaxy, literally the OG guardians of the galaxy. Okay. And they have, they think that Jesus was actually an alien, Jesus Sananda. And again, they're interacting with humanity in some sort of way, but uh, there's some people, uh, George Van Tassel, I believe it was his name. One of the first UFOologists ever in the fifties. And he was one of the first ones to come in contact with one of these entities. He owned an airport. And again, he was along a ley line and one of these aircrafts landed in his airport, came out and was like, hey, I'm from Venus. I'm part of the, the Galactic Command or something like that. And lo and behold, he started a whole cult. But this is tied to Marjorie Cameron, which is tied to Jack Parsons, which is tied to NASA. So you have this line of very influential people because we're talking about NASA, JPL laboratories which allegedly they put us on the moon if you want to believe in the moon landing but again there's a connection there of ufos and this was after the babylon uh holding i don't know if you know what that is the babylon working ritual with jack parsons and ron hubbard <laughs> <No>. <laughs> they try to summon in the whore of babylon uh through enochian magic which is related to john d and edward okay. kelly but they're pretty much just masturbating in the desert, trying to summon a demon into existence. Oh. But this was uh, during Roswell. So 1945, 1947, Roswell is 1948. So what they believe was that they opened up a portal. They never finished the ritual correctly. So they opened up a portal and that's how we get the grays. But I don't like to believe that aspect because I think aliens have been around for forever now i mean if you really look at it there's from the 1800s 1700s there's stories of people being visited by these entities right. uh, you know in little spacecraft so i don't i don't know if it's a different type of alien that they that they encountered a different species perhaps that you're able to contact because i don't know if you've seen those videos where the guy's like hey i can make a ufo come in front of the reporter and he starts to pray to the ufo and the ufo shows up yes <laughs> Have you ever seen a UFO? No, I personally have not. I've talked to a lot of people and some of the people that I've investigated with have told me stories of experiences that they've had, but I personally have not had any UFO experiences. Any Bigfoot experiences? No Bigfoot experiences. Heard a lot of stories um, here in Alabama. There's lots of uh, stories about Bigfoot. Where I grew up, there's actually some stories about the Alabama white thing which is similar to Bigfoot. Alabama white thing? Yes. I've never... White thing? <laughs> yes. <laughs> what in the world? So it's like your version of the Bigfoot. What's the landscape like there for you guys? So um, the area that I'm in, it's very rural, very uh, wooded, lots of farmland. Um where I grew up, there's also an area where there's lots of caves, and there's a place called Jack Cole Road. Um, it's in Hayden, Alabama, which is not far from where I grew up, and 
there is lots of stories of Bigfoot, aliens. There was believed to be a witch there that lived on the road. Lots of odd occurrences. There was a woman that went missing that they still have not found um, that lived on that road and she was disabled. Her house caught on fire and they did not find her in um, within the house fire. So um, lots of odd occurrences there, but there um, there's caves in that area and they go all underneath Jack Hall Road. And so I believe that there definitely could be Bigfoot or Alabama Whitefinger, some type of alien species that is using that cave system to get around. Do you think that both of these things are really, do you think Bigfoot is connected to the paranormal? Oh, absolutely. Because the whole missing 411, I don't know if you've looked into that, and obviously caves. I, re- I, I learned yesterday, which it doesn't surprise me, but I didn't know it was a thing, that Freemasons have caves. It's like Freemasonic caves that they go in and they... The whole thing is to deprive yourself of your senses and then you ingest a psychedelic substance and you see visions. And I mean, there's been practices like this for forever where monks, they go into the cave for a long extended periods of time and ale- they do breathing exercises. And allegedly the organ that produces the most DMT in the body is the lungs. So with the whole Wim Hof thing, which are breathing exercises, yoga and all these things, they're able to induce visions, my- uh, you know, mythical visions of uh, mystic visions of whatever it is through the whole Wim Hof thing is get high on your supply by doing the breathing exercises and these secret societies would go in there and it's got to also do with the rebirth and all this thing because a a cave is like a womb you know it's like the womb of the earth mother goddess and all this stuff so they would go in there and do their thing and I didn't know that was a thing until yesterday. My friend was like, oh, yeah, look up such and such cave. Uh, the Freemasons go there. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's in he's in in Portland. And I looked it up and sure enough, because I, I he went snowboarding. I was like, hey, dude, anything anything weird happen in your area like that? Is, is there anything that you see in those mountains? He's like, oh, yeah, dude, there's caves everywhere. And the Freemasons have caves. And I was like, what the fuck? What are you talking about? And when I looked it up, sure enough. But again, it doesn't surprise me. Because they want to reach other levels of consciousness or whatever it is. There's something about that. And, and it goes back to being a medium where you open yourself up to, they use you as a vessel, which if you really think about it, I had somebody actually today offer to scry for me for some reason. And I found it really weird. He's like, oh, it's, he's like, you know, these angels are really, they're really weird and da 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 but i could scry for you i was like hey i'm not an i'm not an occultist man i don't i don't i don't practice anything i look into it and i maybe know more about the occult than the regular person but i don't sit there and practice and try to talk to to angels on the other side but yeah i got offered to to scry i guess i don't know that's interesting (laughs) yeah it is weird but I was having a conversation with Mr. Lumpkin and he told me that these methods that we use to contact these other entities and things like that, for example, tarot, 
that that's a crutch that we're able to do that on our on our own already without the assistance right. of these things mm-hmm. what were you gonna say I, I i definitely believe that um just like the, the spirit boxes the tarot cards the ouija boards things like that that they, they just offer us assistance to, to tune in to kind of what we already have the ability to do to connect with the spirit world yeah, the spirit world. I don't know if you've ever seen the movie Spirited Away. You seen that movie? I don't think so. The animated movie where it's about this little girl and they go through a tunnel into this abandoned, what well, looks like abandoned place. And at night, all these spirits come out and her parents turn into pigs and all this stuff. And it's like a really crazy thing. It's a really, it's one of my favorite movies, actually. It's like from the year 2000. Came out a really long time ago, but they put all these things in kids movies in order to i don't know what it is but the subconscious plays a big role in the occult right they they talk Absolutely. about the ego do you believe that maybe some of these things are projections of the psyche like carl jung talks about probably Where, i believe that's definitely a possibility yeah cuz you have he even talks about UFOs and Bigfoot being a projection of the subconscious. And when you get enough people to believe in something, they form an egregore or a thought form or something. Yes. So, yes. I believe that people can manifest, like manifest their own hauntings or manifest their own uh, things to happen, like telekinesis, th- things that like objects that move. A lot of times that's just psychic, you know, psychic energy within somebody that believes that it's a haunting. Really? So people, it's almost like a self-fulfilled prophecy where they bring things upon themselves. Is that what you're trying to get at? Correct. Because the whole thing with, and I don't know if you know, I mean, what's the whole thing with the, the exorcist that allegedly when a, when a young woman is in starting her cycles and all this stuff and getting her period and stuff that that brings some sort of energy and, girls are more susceptible to hauntings and possessions. Have you ever heard about that before? I have heard that. I heard that a lot of times they'll, the possession and things will start during the age of puberty. And that's when a lot of negative um, energy will focus in and a lot of uh, demonic cases take place during that time in people's lives. So maybe Trithemius was right. I don't right. know why that is, but, <laughs> but um, I have heard that. Trithemius might have been right with the wicked nature of women. He's like, that's. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, because this aspect of possession, I've my grandma has told me, again, I was Pentecostals, they speak in tongues and they dance and they do all this crazy shit. She's told me about how she would cast demons out of people. I'm like, you know, we got to remember that mental health is also a thing and and diseases Absolutely. of the mind and how many people haven't died at the hands of the church because it was actually a mentally handicapped person who was having some sort of breakdown i think there was a famous story where they even starved a girl where they wouldn't they they starved her to death and she just died and they were trying to do an exorcism on her for i think i might have done uh an episode on it on one of my shows not th- not this show uh strange wands with uh thomas from strange Blue podcast we get into cryptids, serial killers, and things of that nature on there. And I think we might have done the one where the church actually killed the girl. But it, it because, again, back then, that's what 
I don't. That's what I don't like about organized religion all too much because it's, it's there's a lot of dogma and whatever you don't understand, it's automatically tossed up to demonic forces. You know. Yes, uh, lots of control. Yes, lots of control, and it's psychological warfare, really. If you look at it, it's, it's neurolinguistic programming where they play on what better way to control somebody than to tell them that, hey, there's something outside of reality that's always watching you. It's like, oh, right. that's crazy. I got to make sure I'm good. And you were talking earlier about the Masons. I actually went down a few months ago to a place called Rodney, Mississippi, and they have a ghost town down there. And the reason it's a ghost town is because it kept getting flooded. And so they packed up and, and moved the town. But where is it? At? They left behind Rodney, Mississippi. And they left behind a Masonic Lodge there. And it's an old building. It's actually, I have a video on my TikTok of I had a spirit box, an SB7 that I took with me and was communicating with something there at that this old Masonic Lodge. And I, I asked if it was trapped and something came over the spirit box and it says by demons or what sounds like on the spirit box by demons. So, um, I did feel something kind of negative there. Definitely odd. Um, I've noticed too when it? I've been at, that's it. That is it. There is, there's that place. And there's two different churches there. And then there's a cemetery behind the church. An old cemetery has a ton of Masonic graves, gravestones with Masonic symbols. It's an absolute beautiful place to go. <laughs> it's fucking haunted, but it's beautiful to go. <laughs> it's beautiful. It's beautiful. That that church actually, if I'm not mistaken, still has a cannonball in it. Because it was it was used during the Civil War, and they came and shot a cannonball into the church. Really? Yeah. Yeah. You see, that's the difference between you and me. I wouldn't. You wouldn't fucking find me anywhere near some place like this. It, it, it creeps me out when I see old abandoned place and it also makes me sad because it makes me sad that this is littering the earth you know what i mean yeah there's definitely a lot of history there too though with the civil war and everything that took place so they're actually um doing a project right now restoring um the the church that has the cannonball that where it got shot with the cannonball they're restoring the inside and the outside of it they have all kinds of different historical plaque markers and things that they're putting up and have up. Um, so I'm hoping that they'll do that with all the buildings there so um, that people can kind of go out and see it, what it used to look like before it, it kind of got ran down. But Have you ever heard of the stairs in the woods? It sounds familiar, but you might have to remind me of it. So once upon a time, I would go on Reddit and I would go on the no sleep subreddit and it's scary stories. And I have some friends that refuse to watch scary movies for some reason. Like they just won't because they're like, oh, I'm not going to invite that into my life. Which, I mean, I get it. Right. Sure. Right. But I would stay up late up at night. And I would read these stories. And there was one story in particular. I can send it to you. It's, I think, like seven different parts. And it was about a search and rescue officer. 
and weird cases. And it's a story written in the first person about a, a, a forest worker, search and rescue officer, and all the weird shit that would happen in the woods. Again, these vast areas where I believe the, the jinn, I mean, the jinn live there, right? Like in the deserts, they talk about all this stuff. And Jesus was tempted in the desert by Satan, you know? So all these mm -hmm. things. Uh, I think it was a Jacob that wrestled the, the angel in the desert, right? And, uh, outside of the cave and all this stuff. And they would pick people up. They would pick up people's bodies way up high in the trees. You know, like all these crazy things like that. How could it possibly get to the top of that tree? People would go missing. They would be, you know, there was a story about a mentally handicapped person that went missing. There's no way that they could have survived. And I think this might be a real case, actually. There's no way they might have survived, but they were found with food in their stomachs. There are children. I know this is one. This is a true case. There's a there's a story about a child that went missing off of the main trail, and they were eventually found. I think two days later, and it was near a cave. And the kids started to talk after the fact of what happened, and it said that his grandma had picked him up, right, or something that looked like his grandma. And she had a shiny face and all that stuff. And it took him to a cave. And in that cave, it had some crazy stuff. Anyways, point is that this kid, you know, kids exaggerate a lot of stories, but it might have, it, it sounds possible. You know what I mean? Like my grandma picked me. What right. would you say? Your, your grandma wasn't there. So why would your grandma pick you up? Or did this entity know that you, you know, I'm going to go with my grandma. So here, I'm going to take him. So anyways, he was found and he started talking after the fact. And this story, the search and rescue story, the one that really stood out to me was about this. They would in the in the story they told the 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 main person not to touch the stairs in the woods, and they would find staircases, full staircases, old, new, cement, wooden, with rails, without rails, in the middle of the woods. And people always said, "Don't go near them. Don't touch them. Don't do anything," because people who actually touched them or went on them would either die or disappear or something, or they would have visions or something. So this person posted that story on Reddit. And for the longest time, I thought it was real. I was like, holy shit, this is crazy. You know, this person. And apparently a bunch of people started to reach out to this Reddit account and tell her, it was a girl, about real life accounts of actual stairs in the woods that they would find and the things that would happen to them when they would touch the stairs. And she even put out a, a whole post like, hey, this is this is a story. This is fake. But people are reaching out to her, telling her actual stories of stairs in the woods. Oh, wow. So, again, it, it was a real phenomenon to these people who are reaching out to her. But I was bamboozled because for the longest time, I thought it was real because the way it's written is written so well. That you can't even tell it's fake. It's a story. Until she came out, I was like, all these people are flooding my inbox, telling me stories about the staircases that they found in the woods. This is for entertainment purposes only. It's like, no. Maybe she maybe she was picking up on something that she didn't realize was real activity. Possibly. Or it could have been like some egregore type thing where people manifested these things in the woods. Because it, it sounds yeah. possible. And, and the stories were that people were interacting with these staircases and disappearing having visions some were dying and it's like hey th 
I again maybe some other dimension bleeds into this dimension somewhere or another and there are glitches in the matrix and boom there you have a staircase in the woods a brand new spanking new staircase and it's like who put that there and again I thought it was I would read these stories and they would freak me out at night from how real I thought they were and then it I was kind of let down when I found out that that because she posted. I was keeping up with it because I was like, "Damn, I want to read some more of these stories this girl's posting." Right? I thought I was a guy. I was like, "I want to read more of these these stories. It's fucking crazy." And then the way that she would write is like, "Oh, I have to go now, so you know, I'll catch up with you guys later." I thought I was a real person, and then she posts. She's like, "Hey, this isn't real because people are reaching out to me and they're telling me real stories about the staircases they're seeing in the woods." I'm like, "Holy shit, this is crazy!" So. <laughs> Yeah, I'll have to send that to you because it's a really, really good read. But yeah, the yeah, no definitely. the no sleep, but I haven't been able to find a story of that caliber on that Reddit ever since. I think that's like the best story. It's like one of the top rated stories for like ever. And I was, I've had my Reddit account for like eight years now and I was watching that shit forever ago. So again, I think that there are places where the veil is thinner and I think that Maybe perhaps I've never seen anything because I'm not I'm not attuned to a certain type of frequency to be able to see these things. I don't really care to see these things. That's what I was gonna ask. Do you want to see these things? Because a lot of people like a lot of people don't want to see these things and I think they block it out. I not that I don't care about it, but maybe perhaps I've been so indoctrinated with the church for such a long time that I will perceive and don't get me wrong, when I'm reading some fucked up, how do I say, like practice of the occult, for I'm trying to think of one that I can, if, if I'm reading, what was the one, uh, anyways, I was reading something fucked up with the occult, right? Because the occult gets really dark real quick. And you find yourself, your mind wander. And I'm 100%, I believe that these magicians or these sorcerers or these people who use this type of magic, they're able to cast things on people without their consent. And I think that's the most dangerous type of thing that can happen. Obviously with the whole government and all these different things going on, I think that there is some sort of mass ritual going on with people. Cause if you notice some people, they go against everything that's logical, almost in some sort of mass hysteria way. Like, Hey, you're going to do what you're told. And that's it. And they're fucking zombies. And they just do whatever the government tells them. Again, if it's some mm -hmm. sort of magic or not, I believe it is. Uh, but when you find your mind wandering, because maybe these, there's that trickster entity, right? That trickster as, archetype. And it, when I feel my mind wander, I'll sometimes I'll be like, you know, in the name of Jesus, you know, I fucking, you know, I'm just reading this to, 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 for the knowledge right of understanding it not to use it in any type of way and then the feeling goes away like it's it's a weird it's a weird thing right uh because when you're up at fucking three o'clock in the morning reading grimoires about some f fucked right. up aspect <laughs> I, I don't know if it's some sort of mental aspect that plays with your own psyche or if it is something actually trying to creep in like peeking through it's like hey this guy's looking at some stuff let me try and infiltrate right because again the subconscious but i'll say that you know in the name of jesus or whatever uh i did the same thing and that usually works very well for me so, so yeah so there is 
again, there is power and not to be, because if we look at the church, they haven't been perfect for, for a long time. I mean, they were fighting over what type of bread to use for the Eucharist. Okay. For, for there was hundreds of schisms throughout the history of the church. And obviously you have denominations within denominations and they can't even agree, but how you said there is some sort of power in the name where maybe they were the good guys, right? Against the evil guys. Who who knows? You know, you talk about the white brotherhood and the black brotherhood and all this stuff. So who knows if there is these two things, but that helps me. And that's how I keep myself from it's strictly business. So when somebody offers to scribe for me, I'm just like, I mean, cool. I like the fact that you're listening to the show and you're interested in what I got to say, but it's not something that I'm interested in. You know what I mean? Because we know, we know where... I don't know if you know the story of John D and Edward Kelly where that went, but the angels made them. I read a little bit on them, but not a whole lot. The angels made them swap wives. (laughs) Yeah, they they, they get a little dark. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like, what's going to happen if you start to follow what these things are saying to you? You got to be very careful because, again, it could go down a dark rabbit hole. And that's something every time that I go and investigate or go to a haunted location, I'll pray every time before. And make sure that I'm, you know, spiritually ready to go into that location. And if I feel uncertain, I'm not going to go. Where was your most recent trip that you went to? Most recent trip. How often do you go? Um, at least twice a month. Um, I try to do something, a little something every weekend. Um, but the biggest last... Weekend before last, I went down to Dolphin Island, which was originally known as Massacre Island. And it is a little island right off of the coast of Mobile. And there's a fort there. It's called Fort Gaines. And I did a little investigation there with Spirit Box and did some video recordings. I have some stuff I'm going to put out on TikTok. I haven't done it yet. But I definitely got some communication in one of the tunnelways there. And that was a pretty cool location. That fort was used um, all the way up into through World War II, actually. So it was around for a, quite a long time as an active fort. Have you, have you ever heard of Tartaria? Um, is that the one in the Keys? Are you talking about the fort? No, Tartaria. The so Tartaria is a conspiracy theory about a lost civilization. And they constructed what are called star forts. And this is a star fort. Because you see the same the same type of shape, a star fort, uh, all throughout almost the entire United States. And Okay, so like Fort Morgan and Fort Gaines and those different things, I believe they look like that. Yeah, they all look like stars. And the, they're mm-hmm. also, the conspiracy is it was like a worldwide network of, I don't know if you've ever seen out-of-place architecture in you know uh, in the middle of Georgia somewhere where it looks like a I forgot the name I think it's Moorish where it's like almost Greek like looking anyways point so. the, the the whole thing is like almost like an Atlantis that there was a ancient civilization and okay these buildings were taken over they weren't constructed by the government or the people that say that they did that Uh, It's a very complex (laughs) conspiracy theory, but seeing this type of thing, because there is one in the panhandle. I can't think of the name, 
but the one in the panhandle and here in Florida, it housed Geronimo, the famous Indian warrior. They had him there for a while before they transferred him over to, I believe, South Carolina or North Carolina. And it was in a star fort. And that, just like the star, the star fort, the Castillo San Marcos in St. Augustine, where they there are hauntings there. And there are hauntings in the one where they kept Geronimo because, again, they were imprisoning these, these indigenous people. They, they, they genocided all these people. They literally wiped them out in a matter of, what, 100 years maybe? You know, from the 1700s, 18, in 100 years, they killed off all these people, the government. It's, it's crazy to me. Uh, when you had the, you know, Henry M. Flagler, which helped push into that last frontier that was Florida when they would be building for their railroad and they came across an old burial mound, they would take the bones and they would just give them away as souvenirs to the workers. So you can't tell me that shit is not going to have some bad effect. Absolutely. <laughs> it's interesting. You said the reason that Dolphin Island was named originally Massacre Island is because when they, there was two guys that came and they, discovered the island so they say um there was a bunch of skulls that was like washed up that when they when they came up onto the shore they noticed all these skulls and they thought well there's been some big battle here and everyone died and or they thought maybe there was some type of outbreaks and everybody got sick and died but really um archaeologists have discovered over time that it was a Native American um, burial ground that a got Shelmiden. hit by a yes, and so it got hit by a hurricane, and it brought those bones up, and so that's what they actually saw when they came to the island. Oh wow! So that's why it's called Massacre Island. So it, it's it's strange about the the fort being in the star form like you're talking about, and then Fort Morgan being. You know, you just take a ferry ride over, and there's Fort Morgan. So, and that's and they're, they're the, both know, very similar. Let's see here, yeah, and their whole reasoning behind that is that it it is strategic in the way it's placed because of the defenses. Yeah, Fort Morgan looks a lot more uh, like the traditional uh, star fort looking type of structure, and these are all over everywhere. Like, there's one in the Keys. It's, I think it's called Tortuga. National yes, Park. That's what I was thinking of. Have yeah. you been there? I have not. I want to go. I've been All wanting the to go. Look beautiful. Yeah, I've been wanting to go, but that's another star fort, and I think you need a boat to get out there. So, yeah, I've been wanting to go. I have a series that I do on the occult origins of Florida because Florida is connected to the founding of Florida is connected to some very intriguing figures in history. Henry N. Flagler was the right-hand man to John D. Rockefeller. And uh, John D. Rockefeller being one of the most, the wealthiest person of all time. And you could say that, you know, Henry, after he had retired from Standard Oil, he came to build Florida. And you have Flagler County, you have Flagler College, you have a bunch of different things that are attributed to this one guy that's connected to one of the most powerful families of all time. And we know that they were doing messed up things. I'm from Puerto Rico 
And in the 1930s, the Rockefeller Foundation was experimenting on the indigenous people of Puerto Rico and the citizens. They were running experiments on them. They had the, I forget the guy's name, the, the, they called them the Mangala of the Caribbean. So they compared him to the Nazi, the famous Nazi doctor that was experimenting on all these people in the Caribbean. They were doing the same exact thing on Puerto Rico. Oh, wow. Yeah. So I got a very dark history when it comes to these individuals, because as much as they do good that they donate all this money to all these causes and everything, they do as much harm. So, right. again, people choose to ignore that. But this is very interesting where, with the, you know, speaking about Rockefeller, Jekyll Island, they have the Rockefeller cottage there, and that's built on top of an old Indian burial site. Uh, it's allegedly a, an altar where they would sacrifice people. And there is a cottage that is on top of that altar. And they say that's where the Federal Reserve was born. The creature of Jekyll Island is the Federal Reserve, which was in 1913 or 1912, right after the Titanic. Why? Because there was some influential people in the Titanic that didn't want the Federal Reserve to get passed. So what they do? They sunk the Titanic and they got rid of those people. <laughs> so again, all these things connect and it's connected to the founding of Florida. There's a lot of weird things. And yeah, these, these forts, the one in St. Augustine is haunted by uh, the Osceola tribe leader where allegedly, right? We're talking about skull and bones against secret societies where they found all these skulls of those indigenous people. Well, skull and bones, the whole thing is, if you have the relic of an indigenous person, you sort of gain their powers. Right? Geronimo was invincible. He was magical. He could read the Morse code that he didn't know. He could know their moves before it happened. So he was magical. That's why he was invincible. And when they got him, they took his, allegedly his femur bones and his skull. And... The indigenous people of Florida, they, they were known to give the bones of the dead person to the families. and They would keep them as relics. You see that in what Catholicism, when they have the, the bones or something of a saint. It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, why do you have that? It's like, well, we're going to keep it here. What, what for? Well, it's something magical about it, I guess. And in this fort in St. Augustine, there is a haunting of Osceola where he was being taken care of by a doctor and when he died this doctor that he had befriended the family and everything was a really good friend of, of of Osceola the doctor at his funeral when everybody had left opened up the casket cut his head off and took his head and put it on display at his pharmacy so the headless there's a headless corpse that roams around San Marcos and St. Augustine and it is this tribe leader he was betrayed and he wants to gain revenge because his head was put on display and again it was a fascination with having something of an indigenous person to gain some sort of magical power that's why we have different counties named after indigenous tribes osceola right. county you know you have tallahassee you have all these different names they keep it because i feel it's a word magic they keep some sort of power by keeping it there because the again back to the the indigenous belief they were here way before we were and right. they got taken out so it's very very interesting but yeah that's the story of saint augustine and it's a dark one but the 
the typical Indian man that you see at the tobacco the, the tobacco shops, you know, like the caricature, the Indian, right? That's modeled after him allegedly. Like that's okay. that's you know that's supposed to be him. Like the generic Indian is Osceola, which is really. Yeah, I'm gonna have to come down there and investigate. That sounds like a really <laughs> cool location to investigate. Yeah, I, I have you ever been to Saint Augustine? It's the oldest I town. I have not. In, it's the oldest town in the I U.S. You definitely. I know. I need easy. to come down there. <laughs> so I have. Again, I've had Chaz of the Dead on, and he talked about this place in the, I believe it was the the Ness House in Jacksonville, and obviously off St. Augustine. And the Ness House, there was a witch that lived there, apparently, and it's haunted. And then there was the Bet Sphere, which is like this sphere that would do all this crazy shit, and the government wanted it, and like some family had just found it on their property. And the, and the sphere would roll on its own, and like, I think levitate or something like that. It's a crazy, crazy story. But yeah, you definitely need to go to St. Augustine because they do ghost tours there. You can go around the... Okay. And one of Henry M. Flagler's wives, I think it's in Flagler County, and one of the colleges, either in, either in Flagler County or in St. Augustine, one of his wives was into Ouija and into mysticism and tarot and all this stuff. And they had a psychomantium. You know what that is? I don't think so. It's a, it's like a room of mirrors. Oh, okay. So okay. they had one of those in, in one of the floors of the college. I think it's in Flagler County. And she ended up killing herself, right? And I think it's on the fourth or third floor. And that floor has been shut, shut, closed off. Nobody can go in there. It's a, it's a woman's college now. And people talk about seeing her in the college roaming around the wife of Henry Flagler, uh, which again was one of the richest people in the world at his time. And one of the most influential characters of developing Florida and his wife, one of his wives killed herself and they see her ghost there. So again, very interesting, uh, a haunting there. So that's another one that you could check out. But yeah, I definitely, once you go to these places here in Florida, I want to talk to you again because you know, we have that okay. series on occult origins of Florida where it's very interesting. We have the most lakes named Mirror Lakes. And you, know, you have mirror magic. You have all this shit going on. So Yeah, no, I, I definitely believe mirrors can be portals for sure. Oh, yeah. I think it was the other day I was looking at my, my, my tablet and it was like a black screen. And I was like, I wonder if I, if I look into this long enough if it'll... If I'll see something, then I stopped looking at it because I got freaked out. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a bitch when it comes to that sort of thing. Like I don't want to, like you said, do I want to see it? Nah, I don't really care to see it. I don't. I think I think it's real enough, and I mean, I would like to see big. I guess, but even that would be fucking scary. So I don't. Imagine that, like seeing like a big hairy man. You know, you're out fishing oh, or yeah. something, and it comes up. I think the Bigfoot's one of the Nephilim, so. I I agree. I think he he may have something to do do with all that, for sure. One of the one of the byproducts of the fallen angels mating with mm-hmm. the women or something, or or an animal or something. So. Yeah. Kemi, you want to add any closing thoughts before we go? I had a lot of fun, and I think this is really interesting. I had a great time. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up a bunch of the stuff that we talked about. You kind of intrigued me on some of the stuff in Florida, so I'm gonna have to make a Florida trip here pretty soon. 
Yeah, there are a lot so. of places in Florida. There is a place in the Keys as well that there is a doll that apparently is haunted. You can go see Robert him. the doll. Yes. I've never seen him. I've been to the Keys. Again, I don't give a shit about Robert. I don't want to see him. But my friend suggested that we go there and he take Salvia and he hold the doll and see what happens. I go, why would you want to do that, bro? So I actually have a doll. <laughs> uh, I have a video on my TikTok that I acquired um, at, from Octagon Hall in Kentucky. And it is a house or place that a lot of paranormal investigators go and investigate. It was used during the Civil War. Um, and I acquired her a few months ago, actually from there and i have done a couple of spirit box sessions with her and got some interesting things um and that again that's on tiktok i plan on doing some more investigative techniques with her to kind of see what uh spirit attachment she has so okay i mean i wish you the best of luck with that because that you. sounds <laughs> fucking creepy <laughs> Especially a little doll like Annabelle, right? Is that that movie with the little doll that's haunted? I think that's the name of the movie. Yes. Yeah. That's, yes. Uh, yeah. You have uh, you have more balls than I do, definitely, when it comes to that department. So I won't be doing any paranormal investigations anytime soon. But Kami, I had a great time. Can you plug for the listeners once more where they can find your work and look you up? Yes, it's Kimmy's uh, Haunted Adventures on TikTok, and it's Kimmy Ellis on Facebook. Awesome. And send me your links to email me your links or text them to me and I'll post those up in the description. Thank you so Thank much you for, for coming on. on. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. And whenever you go down to Florida and if you're in my neck of the woods or something, hit me up and I'll, I'd, okay. I'd love to have you back on and talk about some of the hauntings down here. All right. Sounds great. Thank you, Kimmy. Mother's Day is almost here. 
and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around, a watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during Movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.